and welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. up what's up y'all my recommendation today is going to be in the form of a book and it's going to be the book the war of art by stephen pressfield the war of art by stephen pressfield uh it's absolutely fantastic i suggest it for really anybody who's facing resistance in their life resistance of any sort of course this works for creators um but nowadays i think with this with this fast-paced world we're all a bit of a creator in, in many different ways so the war of art by stephen pressfield if you want a 10 minute uh uh, low down on the book. I'm sure they have it on YouTube or the app called Blinkist. Give it a look. Welcome to the podcast. Enjoy. Max. Max, Max, Max. Jake, 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 Jake. My brother, will you walk me first and foremost through the spelling and pronunciation of your last name? Pain. <laughs> P-A-Y-N-E. All right. You gotta, you gotta keep the V. You gotta have the V there. It's, it's just, so uh, it's not Max Payne. It's Max V Payne. That's right. crucial. Tell me about that though. We were talking about aliases before this. Well, talking about different, different names, different stage names, real names. Mm-hmm. We can expand on all. Oh, of do them. you want me to like go into my real, real name? It's up to you. <laughs> Trying to get away from that. Well, but yeah, that's a. Should I need to be focused in on that? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> so Max V. Payne, tell me about this name. Uh, that's about this alias. That's that's just the uh, the the alias that, that I decided to go with. Um, I don't know. Let's say when did I change it? A year ago? Two years ago? A year and a half. Two years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, it was it was more of like I wasn't because I I went by dopamine uh, at least for my as my rap name. Okay, so let's just let's let's start just so we have context for everything uh my name is max v Payne. i am a father from vancouver washington i'm actually technically from kelso washington but i do live in vancouver right uh i make hip-hop music i produce hip-hop music uh i am a videographer i love to make music videos all types of videos i have several different projects i'm working on right now uh i fancy myself a comedian sometimes so i think i could be pretty funny uh, I've done some stand-up comedy in my time, uh, and so I do a whole lot of different kind of things uh, with the team Half Life Entertainment. Um, but I kind of, for a while, I was like known as so. Dopamine was the rapper, and then mm-hmm. Max is, you know, the guy who makes the videos and and, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. You're funny on social media, all that. Yeah, I try to be. Uh, <laughs> it works out sometimes. Um, but I, I guess at some point, uh, a year ago, I changed cause my, my full name, all right, we're going to go there. My real name, my full name is Maxim Vladimirovich Pisarichuk. Okay. So I'm not going to spell that for you. <laughs> that, that was what I was trying to trick you into <laughs> yeah. saying very first. And I, I think like, to catch you off guard like that. I thought you were going to roll into it. I think like altogether, that's like 37 letters or something like that. I counted when I was younger. Oh, wow. Crazy. It's way too much. Way, way too long of a name. But and you wrote that at the top of every paper. 
Uh, no, no, I do, I do not put my middle name. No, that's that's horrible. But if you were to look at my uh, my driver's license, that's what it says on there. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of tried to get away from that a little bit. I just wanted to shorten my name up. So I, it was more of like, a, you know, uh, just a, kind of a pseudonym. Because I'm, I'm into, you know, the music. But I'm, I also mm-hmm. I'm really into like film and movies and things like that. And I, and I want to like I want to act. So like my before I ever wanted to be a rapper, right. I wanted to be an actor. You right. know, I wanted. You're an all around creator. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there's, uh, for instance, like a Vin Diesel. His real name is Mark Vincent. You know, oh, right. Yeah. I feel like I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. So it's it's something it, it's kind of the same thing there where I was just like, let me just kind of shorten up the name, make it a little bit like more right. pleasing to look at a lot quicker to say, because, you know, even Max Pisarchuk is like, that's that's a mouthful, you know. And so right. anybody who sees the name is like the first question is how the how do you pronounce that? Right. Like, how do you say that? You know, and I'm like, do you want the Russian pronunciation or do you want the English? And pronunciation? It's, it's almost a waste different. of your time at this point. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. My name exa- is this. It's just exactly. my name is Bob. Let's get on with our conversation. <laughs> I, yeah, so I just I just decided yeah. to go with a quick, simple, easy name, Max V. Payne. I think uh, okay. I think I, I think I like it works. It. it it works really nicely. And then as of you know last year, end of last year, beginning of this year, uh, I I'm no longer going by dopamine. And I never even like I never announced that to anybody or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I didn't think people cared that is much. Is there is there like a world where we should announce it, quote unquote? Isn't that like kind of weird? Do you feel that's like what you need people to, like, well, need to tell everybody, but also what? That, that's, that's kind of people do, you know, and, and it, it's weird with like local rappers when they try mm-hmm. to make these really huge ass announcements when it's like, okay, like you're not really popular enough for anybody to actually give that much of a fuck, you know, and they kind of got to make like a whole huge big deal out of it. Well, I mean, that's, that comes with the, being an artist, being a musician nowadays, it it means that you, uh, you have album art and you have teasers and you have like all these things, like everybody has their own level of like their release that they feel they need to do now. Mm -hmm. I feel like that spans pretty broad. Um, so when it comes to aliases, so for, for a long time, so how we know each other, um, I mean, I feel like we know each other just through friends and friends and Facebook of, of regular so, life yeah. names, but yeah. we've also worked together multiple times. Um, I've DJed for just, play, you know, played your instrumentals at a few shows and, and hung out with you guys. And yeah, so I, thank I know you, and thank you for your you involvement in those shows, man. You, you, uh, you're a great DJ, our favorite one to work with so far. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate working with you guys. I just, I mean, hanging out with you guys is great. Uh, I, I can't wait for the future. I'm sure we're going to be getting in on some music together here soon. Absolutely. We've got some things to talk about, of course. Absolutely. But, um, uh, so at that time though, I knew you more as, as dopamine, as your rap alias. Um, can you, can you start me from your, the beginning of your rap world when, when you first, let, let's say, how old were you when you first heard your first rap song that you liked and, and when did you start doing your own? Okay, so uh, when I first heard rap music, I did not like rap music. Do you remember what it was? I I had no idea what it was, but like the way I described it, and I remember being probably like seven years old or something like that, but like hearing something and then I I was talking to somebody and I was like, I don't like that music where it sounds like they're talking. You know, like that's, that's just, that's how I could get, because for me, like, um, I've always been more influenced by like rock music, you know, and, 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 and things like that. Like, uh, that, that was so things, things where you can like really just kind of feel the emotion and the cadence and the melody and whatnot. Like for me, that was something that always drew me to. So when I hear like, just even as a kid, uh, you know, back when I used to go to church, you know, there's, I remember there's like certain songs that, uh, 
that they'd sing. And just because of the cadence, like I was locked in, I'd be getting goosebumps, you know, right. and you're being told as a kid, you're getting the Holy Spirit, the goosebumps of the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> I'm just God. like, I'm captivated by the way that they're singing it, you know, yeah. and it just like, it, it, and I also remember uh they we'd have like a project like a one of those old school projectors that you use at school but they had it on my church where they put the lyrics of the songs that you're it was like an elmo with the yeah remember those where they yeah where you write on it exactly but they like they got these printed and at the time that was like technology at its finest you know yeah exactly uh and i remember my favorite songs were the songs where the words rhymed at the end of each line like, so okay. as a kid, so I didn't know what that was, but I just know I'm like, it sounds weird when they're singing those songs, but they're not rhyming in them. Like that, I didn't like that. That was weird to me, you know? Uh, and then hey, I remember- Pull this thing a little bit closer, buddy. Yeah, sorry. My bad. I'm getting- No, no. Uh, just, go ahead and talk to the front of it and more, less the top. I'll, just, I'll explain All later. Right. Yeah, right, I put the new caps uh, on. Anyway, so I didn't like rap music when I first heard it as a kid. And then I think the first time I heard- Actually, No. No, no, no. This is a lie because I remember when I first heard Eminem, uh, I thought Eminem sounded like because <laughs> I'd heard like, like a girl. I, I heard I'd heard other rappers, and you know, when it's like a you know an African American rapper, they're like you know that they got the the bassy oh, right. voice or whatever. And then Eminem came out, and I was like, this sounds like a d- I was like, it sounds like a dude with allergies or like a girl. So no I doubt, thought it was no funny, doubt, you know. No uh, and then I remember like Lose Yourself came out, and I thought that was like so cool. Uh, I thought it was awesome, and I remember me and Ryan uh, Ryan Reed, uh, who is in Half Life Entertainment with me. Um, he, uh, we were friends since like first grade, you know, so we go, we go way back, but I remember being, uh, in, in high cap and he was there too. And I brought up this song, lose yourself by Eminem. I was like, have you heard that? And he was like, he was like, whew, sorry. Uh, he was like, we're good. Dude, Eminem sucks. Like that's that oh. sounds whack, whatever. <laughs> and it so it kind of like shut me down, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess it's whack." <laughs> you know, like so you like a kid. It's like yeah. you're influenced really easily. So it's like, yeah, damn, whatever. So I kind of like moved off from it. But in that time, uh, I started writing lyrics. Uh, at, I started writing poetry when I was nine mm-hmm. years old. Uh, I wrote my first poem as a nine year old, and then uh, I started writing like songs when I was eleven. And at the time, I wanted to start a Christian rock band. Epic. Yeah, dude. I was RTC. like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that what it was called? RTC. Road to Christ. Road to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's so corny. It's hey, probably but, used now, honestly. From like, somebody else took it by now. From 11 years old to probably about 13, I know I wrote something like 80 songs for this uh. Christian rock group. And like these were like I had books full of lyrics and stuff like that. So I was already writing like songs. Do you remember? Would you like just go to your room? Like, yeah. Would you, would you like, and your brother hang out um, and, and make them together? Or no, he he liked he liked guitar. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of this, like he was supposed to be the guitarist in this band, you know, uh, but a lot of this band was just me writing songs. And, yeah, I'd be doing a lot of it by myself. I remember especially like as a kid, there'd be a lot of nights where we're watching movies as like a family and shit like that. And while they're watching the movie, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go downstairs and I'd go downstairs and I'd either uh, I remember I had my parents got me like we got us this boom box and it had like a tape player that you could record music with and stuff like that. So uh, I would like one on either side. Was it remember there was like no, one. No, oh, yeah, uh, no, it was newer than that. It was it was like oh. it was newer than this. So it was like this one. And you could record things off of the radio onto a cassette tape. Uh, 
So I, like, I would, yeah, yeah. So while they're watching movies, I'd go downstairs and I'd turn on the radio, listen to my favorite. And like my parents, my parents only let us listen to the Christian radio. Oh, but when they were watching movies, I could go to Z one hundred, right? And I was listening to like Smash Mouth and Lincoln Park and shit right, like that at right. the time, right? Uh, but so for me, my fun thing, I, I didn't like watching the movies. I wanted to be downstairs and I was like recording my favorite songs because I just really like listening to the radio and whatnot. And then it translated into now I'm just going down stealing time away so I could be writing in this little uh, red composition book. And I wrote probably 75 or 80 songs uh, by the time I was like 12 or 13 years old. Uh, Do you remember what kind of so, so they were church related songs? Yeah. Were they like <laughs> were they? related to rap at all would you say or were they just like getting some stuff that rhymes out or? no it was just it was just kind of rhyming like because i right. thought i was going to be a singer right okay wait wait introduce the man talking real quick okay uh so over here we have my younger brother Giannis, also known as Kanitis. uh he is a singer and apparently he remembers mm -hmm. one of the uh christian yep. songs i wrote 20 years and 15 years ago uh yeah he, he's gonna lean in on the mic we didn't grab him some headphones and a mic set up for this so we're just gonna lean in real quick. Okay, the, I, the, you're, you're gonna remember this one the only reason i remember All this right. one was because uh we sat with vera and she kind of worked with you on it oh, remember that's right, huh? the, the jesus it's cold hold us tonight yeah, jesus it's away. cold give us your light oh, oh. Yeah, I wrote Ooh, a song. That sounds great, dude. No, I wrote a song about. Uh, I, I wrote a song. It was about a, a family that was like uh, that was poor and that was not doing well in life, right? And so they like they. It was it was a story about a family who like you know they're living in a house that they can't afford anymore and their heat got shut off. <laughs> so there was like. So you I, took rap stories into church. Yeah, words. it wasn't. It wasn't even rap. It was like it was all singing. Well, well no, so but, but that's, that's like the rap vibe of like, here's what real life is about. Yeah, you this know? is true. This you is brought true. that was, into church. I was a child. We bro. never had our heat turned off. We oh, never, no, we never. Like, I, yeah. I was like, I want to, but I want to write something about 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 right. like, right. and it, but right. it, actually, then, like at the because at the time, like you know, we were still doing quite all right, and like it wasn't, we weren't doing like horribly in life until a few years after that, because mm -hmm. after that point, we had moved to Vancouver. My parents got divorced, uh, and then my mom, who had like, and then my mother, sorry, and then my mother, who uh, you know, spent. 12 years as a stay-at-home mom not speaking a word of english suddenly had to take care of three boys by herself right, you know right. uh and so then then we kind of started doing bad and i started getting more of like real life experiences but at the time i was just a kid and i wanted something to write about you know um but i didn't start rapping until i want to say in seventh grade I started walking around uh, the gym with my friends, just like throwing random freestyles because I already knew how to rhyme right. based on all the right. songs and stuff that I'd been writing. Uh, and so I'd be walking around just throwing really stupid freestyles and they would just be like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know how homies do. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and so I was like, OK, well, you know, that's fun. And so I, I, I wrote a couple different really stupid rap songs, but it was um my freshman year of high school where I recorded my first song that I wrote. Uh, and it was called We Smack Bitches. <laughs> we already talked about it. We're going to get the reduct of this. Where we're gonna, when's the next show, bro? Are you going to open with that? Yeah. I, I, I I'm going to chant it from the crowd until you play it or throw me out. Speaking, speaking of aliases, my first alias uh, was Uncle Sugar because I thought... <laughs> Give it to him, Uncle Sugar. Thought I, was a I thought I was a pimp. How, I was a how pimp. old were you at Uncle Sugar? Or 15. 
clearly. Okay. <laughs> 15. 15. And that's actually funny because at 17 years old is when I changed it to dopamine and people got mad at me. They were like, why? That's so stupid. I'm like, because who the fuck is listening to a white kid named Uncle Sugar? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, did right. you not hear my name? Right. It's so Uncle like, Sugar. The first of the rap songs I was making were like jokes. I was okay. like, I'm obviously not taking this seriously. Like, I thought it was funny, you know? And I was like, let me make gangster music, like, whatever. So I, I didn't take any of it seriously. And yeah, it wasn't until I was probably 17 where I wrote a rap song that was like about myself, about my own life and whatnot. Mm. And I was like, oh. Like I could do something like this. That's, you that's know? a way to get some things out. And that's, so that's when yeah. I went into dopamine because when I started taking it seriously, that's when I took on dopamine uh, and uh, kind of my, my, my thoughts behind that one, which it's actually funny. The first time I heard the word dopamine, which, you know, anybody who doesn't know science and biology, it's a neurotransmitter in your brain that like gives you the feelings of like, oh, you got it right there. Endorphins, <laughs> dopamine, serotonin, serotonin, and oxytocin. That's Put them together, it's happiness. Exactly. Okay, so for me, What's many things? the first time I heard the phrase or the word dopamine, it was on a BET freestyle. Okay. And uh, uh, Eminem was on it, and it was like most deaf, black thought, and Eminem. Okay. And then Eminem had this line on it. Like, I can't remember. It was like like a Coke fiend opening a bottle of dopamine. Like, that was the ooh. first time I heard that. And I was like, what? That's so cool. Like, that, ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's a cool word. It's very snappy with the way it rhymes, too. Exactly. Like dopamine he, is thrown he, he had a really cool, I mean, you know, he, he just put an album out. Awesome. I'm not promoting his album. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, like, that was the first time I heard the word, and I thought it was really cool. And then I went and figured out what it meant. And it was, you know, it's neurotransmitter that it makes you feel good good promotes feelings of you know makes you feel good i was like i was like oh, yes light bulb went off in my head it's like i make people feel good you know and at the time it was just saying really stupid things on like facebook to make people laugh you know right. uh but yeah that's so i went with dopamine for several years up until and the last song i put out as dopamine was almost fully a year ago it's called thrones really cool song uh but that was the last one i released as dopamine and then after that point like it's just I'm kind of veering away from like, you know, rap names, rap aliases, things like that. Like I decided on Max V Pain as a, a as a name for myself. And now I just want that to be across all platforms, you know, across my comedy, across my music, across my videos, across everything. Like you're you're going to it's me. You know, right, right, I, right, I don't right. need I don't need different aliases like I'm the same person and I'm doing all these things and right. I want to be successful at every single one of these things. So, yeah, that's that's the super long version of my name. Sorry. No, no, not, not super long version at all. That's dude that's the thing long form podcast is we're not in a rush i don't have to give you like this like quick interview shit like we can just bullshit you can tell me because dude a lot of the times i notice as someone's like hey how'd you get the name blah 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 or how'd you do da, da, da. and i'll start talking about it and i'm like man i kind of don't know shit until i start blabbing about it I'm like, yeah. oh yeah that is kind of how I, it, it forms together you know yeah. as, we, as we get talking about it so dude you, you got the ground to talk about it um yeah. so so forming aliases it's so cool um a lot of times, I've had a couple people on here um, already, actually probably four or five who have aliases, and mm. we talked about aliases, because I think that it's um, people who are artists, it might be like a weird thing, or it might be some sort of like ego egocentric thing, like yeah. you're just trying to get like different areas, but it's it's not. It's, it's definitely something that is is built and easily accessible in, in, um, in, in the way the world works now. Like we don't have to care, categorize ourselves into just one thing. Like if we have different projects and different sides of us that represent different things and we don't want all of them to run into our normal everyday mm -hmm. life walking around, we can kind of create these little strongholds 
that seemed to like put it into perspective. Cause I had, I had one time where I played, um, I played a place in town and they put my name on the billboard as DJ Jake Ryan's. And I was like, God damn it. Not, and I've had that before at like, yeah, at like little bars and stuff or they'll put like, I, I've had one that was uh, DJ Cronus. Okay. So it was C-H-R-O-N-U-S, but, but it was way worse. There was something even worse about it, but DJ Chronics. <laughs> I know, but it's it does kind of make you question. It's like, oh yeah, this whole thing is kind of silly. Like it's like I, I don't feel the need to be a diva about it, but it is nice to funnel our life into, you know, d- different areas of ourselves. So, yep. um, you you kind of gave your your rap background, uh, but there's a lot of different sides of you that that I want to touch on. Just like yeah. you're a very in depth person, so let's slide into comedy. I I I uh, I did a show. Uh, did you do only one comedy show with me or with yeah. me there or was it two? I, no, I think I did. Were you at the September show? Yeah. The, the, we were raising money for YWCA uh, at that one. And I, uh, I've done, I've done two. Or? I've done two at Paris. Okay. Okay. Then no, then no, you, uh, so yeah, you were, you were at my very first comedy show. Okay. I've done, I've done two. Like really there was one where you did a slideshow story too, though. That's the one. That, okay. okay, okay then, yeah. Okay. Then you were at the second one. That was the September okay. one. That was the September one. Dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Dates. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. So, so I saw both of them and it's, and it's, it's cool to see you explore this side and it was pretty damn funny. And I have you Thank on you. social medias and you're always super funny on social medias. I appreciate um, that. you're good at the interaction too. Like, it's not just like, uh, you, you you're witty too so so meaning like if someone has something to say about it in the comments mm. you respond with a fucking hilarious thing too like Thank it's you. it's just Appreciate great that. so uh, it excites me dude i'm just like like for me at this point in my life i'm just like if i'm seeing a dreamer i'm like fuck yeah bro because i just i just feel like i understand what you you know i, really, I feel I, what's, I really what's love going that on about you man yeah. I, I think i think that's that's so cool and like you know you you spread a lot of positivity with that and, and because yeah. of that whatnot so i really appreciate that thing yeah you. no doubt dude I, I i try to i mean and you you, sp- you spread a lot of laughter um so i, I want to dive into that so at what point when you're, you're you're rapping and you're enjoying life obviously you're not just like 24 7 just rapping and writing yeah. lyrics right like you, you can dive into a little bit of what your life was like right here and then how'd you transition into like when do you kind of start doing comedy in the more recent years and, and what what was the like, did anybody give you permission or did you just like, you know what, I want to just do this thing or can you talk about that? Yeah, um, comedy, that was always there for me. I got I got in trouble once because uh, I called myself a comedian uh, and, and my buddy, uh, Joseph Crumb, uh, who was also who was more of a comedian than I am because uh, he actually does a lot of shows and whatnot. But he, he, I think he, I have him on Facebook. He, I think he, he's checked me, he checked me one time because he was like, he was like, you know, he's like, if you go around calling yourself a comedian, that's going to piss people off. I'm like, well, why? He's like, you haven't done any shows. I'm like, I know, but I'm funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like I, hey. I figured that's all that I needed to qualify. Right. You know? uh, but that was, uh, so comedy was kind of like always around. It was just a natural thing. I just always enjoyed making people laugh and giving, have, making people around me have a good time. So I was never above doing anything just super stupid just to get a laugh, you know? Right. And a lot of the times it just came out weird or annoying, you know? You got to try uh, it out. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you don't know what people are into or not until you just go at it. You go for it, you know? Uh, and so it, it was always kind of around there. And um, I had – I've had a lot of – like an uncomfortable amount of people who like just – dead in the face which is and this is like this is the best way for you to like pat me in the back and then slap me in the face at the same time where they're like uh 
you should quit rap and do comedy. <laughs> right. So it's like, you're hilarious. You're like the disrespect and the compliment. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like, how, do you, how am I supposed to feel about that? You know? Uh, and so, um, I was always kind of around there and people were always like, dude, you should do comedy. You should do stand up comedy because, you know, my biggest platform for it uh, for the longest time was just Facebook. You know, it would, it would be on uh, as a status or like as a really dumb video I made or something like that. But um, and at first it was just kind of like, oh, let me give people a good time. And then I started receiving a lot of messages from people over the years that are like, hey, like, you know, I don't want to sound weird or anything like that, but like. I you're the reason I get on Facebook at all ever and it's like I have a really shitty day or like I had a really shitty day today and that thing you said dog I can't stop laughing about it thank you you know and so people started just like thanking me for doing that kind of stuff and like mm -hmm. I, I kind of like I felt weird about it for the longest time because I say really like off the wall shit and just things that most people are like why would you say that you know right, like right, right. uh and and so you know I just I just kind of you know, it's kind of what's the, uh, the shock effect or whatever. You right. Know? I can't remember what the exact term of that is, but like, uh, uh, that's just kind of, that was just kind of the person I am. I always just kind of said the thing that, you know, people are thinking, but don't want to say because people don't say that. Kind yeah. Of shit, we're not know? allowed to, exactly, especially not you know? on Facebook or social media. And know? then people started thanking me for doing those mm -hmm. things, you know? And, and I, like, I felt weird about it. Cause I'm like, people probably hate me and think I'm like the biggest dick, you know? And then people are just like, you're actually, you make my days better. Like I, I get on Facebook just to see what you said that day, because mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that's going to like make me smile, you know? And then, mm -hmm. so I was like, well, all right. So I started doing more of that. And I think it was probably like, uh, I know I had like a, a New Year's resolution either in like 2018. It, it started in 2018 and then I revamped it in 2019 where I was like, I'm going to get on stage and do stand-up comedy at least once. Mm. You know, I was like, I've been, you know, I've done this enough and I've had enough people be like, hey, you should do this. You should try this. That I want to try it, you know. Um, but I didn't want it to, you know, I didn't want to just go like, oh, let's go to an open mic and get two minutes on the stage. And the opportunity presented itself to try it when uh, – me and Ryan Reed, uh, he, you know, we kind of thought of this idea and, and he really he really kind of like ran with it and he's been responsible for our successes with these. Um, but we kind of had these ideas where, where we got tired of like performing at local shows because it was just like you get five to 15 like just really lame performers and then all your people have to show up. And, wait. and so we're like we wanted to throw our own shows where it's like you can come out. Uh, we pick the performers and there's not a ton of them and like you can come out and enjoy coming out for three hours you know mm -hmm. like you, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay fifteen dollars to come for like a, a 10 minute set like right. I, I i hate doing that to people just be, come out to my show come out to the show i'm only performing for like 10 minutes you know right and so you have to pay you well something that you guys always do and i know because i've worked with you and i've rehearsed with you guys and i've practiced with you guys before multiple shows is you guys practice your performance everything that you do is co coinciding mm -hmm. you guys when you're when you're making a song you're thinking big production you're talking about how you want to be a director and stuff when you're younger acting whatever yeah. like you, it's the way that your your brain set works it's the way that your brother's brain works it's the way that ryan reed's brain works like you guys it comes across it's worth that $15 because all of you guys who are performing are showing out. It's not, yeah. there's a little bit of that flair from hip hop of like, we're kind of competing. Like let's, let's, you know, bunk heads, like that's what hip hop is, mm -hmm. but it's not too much of that. It's, it's, we're going to come out in like, 
we know where we're at, we know what's going on, but we're going to show you that we did practice and we did put our hearts into what, what we did. So, so you guys think big picture, you, you practice yeah, what you're doing. So, so when people come to your shows, it's even if I don't know this kind of music, I don't listen to it. I don't know any of these people. I'm going to watch some people perform their hearts out. That's no doubt. And cause you guys have put in the time. So we can put a peg in that, but yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he, he called me out on it once before, uh, we were practicing for a show that was coming out. Uh, and you know, I was just, cause I, we, like you said, we really get into the performances, you know, because in that moment, like that's, that's just kind of where we can really shine. And, 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 and so in that moment, like that's the only thing that matters is this performance and just to give it to the people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we really put our hearts into it. And, and I remember we were practicing once and he was just looking over there staring at me and he's like, dude, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're an entirely different person when you perform. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're such a like loser in real mm -hmm. life. You're like so <laughs> lame. It's like, it hurts to see. He's like, but then you start performing and you turn into like a God. Like what, where does that come from? You know, you said that you said, uh, you, you pointed. Oh, I did. I just point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pointing oh. at my. I'm a little my my little brother. He's like, give me my credit. I called <laughs> yeah. you a god. He said, he said, don't plagiarize. Let him know who it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, we we really do put like everything we can into that, and, and so we were like having our own show that we are responsible for and throwing. Like we have more of an opportunity to do that, you know. So we were able to find some venues and, and Paris theater was had us in for a few shows. And I think they were really awesome, but um, we th had thrown one in at the end of 2018. And that's the one where me, I don't know if you were, I think you were DJing that one, but that's the one where me and Ryan had a rap battle in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like that was our like first, first half-life show that we put on ever, you know, like the first like really big one. Yeah. And so like one of the things that we do other aside from just like, you know, really rehearsing for the things that like we want to add something into each of these shows that's just a little bit different than your like everyday mm -hmm. sh like local rap show or whatever. Something that's fun, something that's exciting. So at this one, we did a rap battle and we're like, how about we see the two guys that are doing all this go at each other? And we just just right. tore into each other well, you, and you guys added this this awesome like uh, kind of like ufc banter like on social media before mm, you yeah. guys had interviews <laughs> true, like that whole thing dude that to me that's someone i love that dude i love that i think that more people should should spend their time not just on their like i'm only gonna re you know remember my lyrics and, mm. and so i can go out and just say yeah. them correctly it's like no dude we you know let your brain think as big as it really does we, and we, we want you guys let it rip experience. yeah we want them yeah. We want people to like, you know, if you're going to pay $10, $15, we want you to be there. And a two, three hours later, you'd be like, whoa, damn, is it, has it already been that much time? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we want, want you to have a good time, like enjoy yourself, right. you know? And so, especially when it comes to like social media and promotion and whatnot, we really try to put like the life and the fun into it just to let people know that yeah, that's man. how we are, you know? And, and you've been to enough of our shows. Like, you know, there's just a, there's just a different energy about it. You know, like we, we bring a lot of energy mm -hmm. and the people start giving back and we can just feed off of you it. guys and brought that incredible. to the Jaron Benton show, actually. Like, was like that? Yeah. remember that, bro? <laughs> yeah. That was tight. Like, the, like you guys had an energy in, in in your crew with you that was like 
on board too. That was tight. no, dude. And when you get an opportunity like that, like you know, you gotta yeah. be ready for it. And you gotta, you just gotta make the most of it. And, you know, obviously, like it's not like anything super crazy came from it, but a lot of people from the town came out. And you know, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for so many years already, and like we've gone through people don't like us, and people think we're whack and corny and this mm-hmm. and that. Like, like we've gone through all of that already, you know. And and now, like, we're just kind of in a place where people are realizing that we're we're actually really serious about it and, and like there's there's now there's just a different level of respect that's starting to come from people good. and that feels good. really good because you know we knew it was coming all along and that's something that we've been fighting for it's just now we're in a place where we're capable of like making that happen you know mm-hmm. and so we started doing these shows we did the first show had the rap battle things went great and after that point we decided that you know what like we, we need to we need to make sure that we're like doing something that's positive with each of these shows as well so we started and, and you know it started then and now like we're doing it continuously but like every big big show that we put on like all of the all of the profits that we make from it go to charity Mm-hmm. They go they go somewhere and we we usually pick out and research a really good or organization. You guys did, have you done three different charities now or is it three? Yeah. Can you yeah. name them real quick? Just yeah. to shout them out. So uh, the first one, which was uh, the comedy show, which I was trying to lead into because mm-hmm. we started that one way way long ago. But we'll get back uh, on. It. Yeah. The first uh, the first uh, one that we donated to was Dornbecker Children's Hospital. Uh, that was back in June of 2019. Uh, we we threw on a show. It was awesome. That was the first that was the first benefit concert that we ever put on. Oh, well, if we take it back to 2013, uh, you guys have been doing it. I mean, it's building on. Yeah. So me and me and Ryan started doing our music together in 2012. And then in 2013, uh, we had we, we we had put on a show to help a buddy with like a project for school or something like that, and he wanted to put on a rap show to raise money for uh, for like uh, war veterans and things like that. Uh, so our first benefit show, uh, which yeah, I guess we technically put on as well. Um, but back like, you know, I don't really count that one. It was really super small. It was right. in a high school, you know. Well, dude, we, we forget about all these things, but then if you have to look at your life on a timeline, it's like, oh yeah, I guess we kind of were dipping our feet into that. Yeah. We were kind of doing that. Like, like I, I start to notice that's that a lot, especially a lot of the things that I'm really good at now and that I pride myself on are, are, are things that back then I was just kind of like dabbling a little bit here, mm-hmm. a little bit there, you know, and then like after some time you realize like, damn, like we can actually do this, you right. know. Um, you gotta let yourself have it. Yeah. And so then fast forward six years to 2019 now we have the ability to actually put on these shows at a venue at a real venue and uh, make sure that people are having an amazing time so uh the first one we put on a benefit show that we put on was in june of uh, of, uh 2019 and that was for Dornbecker children's hospital and that was you know we had done the rap battle at the first show and at this one I, like i actually pressed ryan i was like let me do comedy let mm. me do stand up let me do stand up and he and you know he was like yes let's let's do it you know like because that's something that he's kind of been pull it down a little bit buddy right about there yeah there you go just so it doesn't cover your face so i can like see your mouth when you're talking okay it's those little things look at each other yeah you're right yeah yeah so ryan so ryan was like hard pressed he didn't want to let you do comedy no 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 no. he just like uh, that was just the idea that i was bringing to him and he was he was definitely on board from the beginning um you know, he says that he always knew it was going to be good or whatnot, but I feel like he might have had his doubts then because it's it's something that's very new. And, you know, him, Giannis and everybody else are well aware that I'm capable of just opening my mouth and saying some shit that you're just like, right. whoa, <laughs> right, bro. Dude, no. dude, I think he has genuine cares, but I think there's yeah. also a small pinge of him like as each of us would have is almost like that. Like, I know I need to light a little bit of a fire because like I want him to do it, too. 
Like, so I'm going to tell him that he can't do it because I know he's going to be like, well, he, he, he never said no. Like, I, I think like when I first, vibe. when I was first bringing it up, like, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like, he wasn't like super excited. It didn't feel like he was super stoked on the idea, you know? Because right. again, it's like at the time, like he knows, you know, he knows me better than anybody else. And he knows like I'm liable to just say some shit that he's just going to like be like, no, <laughs> God damn it, Max. Like, well, and nowadays, <laughs> dude, the world is just weird and fucky with yeah. all the comedy stuff. So, I mean, with that one, with that first one, we like i actually uh the night before the show i performed my whole stand-up set for him in his kitchen <laughs> okay <laughs> just so he knew what he was what were you into. wearing i t- i don't at the show or in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> in the kitchen i just imagined i can't remember <laughs> but i i imagine it was something really basic because we were just like going over you know team things and and, and getting putting in our last preparations for the show All right you don't have to tell us about the details of your guys' relationship it's fine i won't press on it anymore <laughs> i don't remember what i was wearing dude i wish i could tell you what i was wearing but i, but I don't remember uh so that was the first that was the first show uh the second benefit that we did was for ywca Clark County, uh, and that's an organization that helps uh, women and children that are dealing with like domestic violence and uh, things like that. So that was the second donation we did. And then the third one happened uh, December 6th. Uh, and uh, that we made a large donation to Boxes of Love. Uh, and Boxes of Love, uh, I wasn't there personally. I had to go and work that weekend, but the team went on a really big shopping spree. And with all the proceeds that we had made from the show, uh, they had bought enough like clothes, gifts and things like that for foster kids, brought it to Boxes of Love. Boxes of Love said that was the largest single donation that they'd ever received. And they have enough stuff from that one donation for two years. What? Yeah. That's so epic. Yeah. That's so, so tight. That's, that's so, so worth it. So proud. So proud of the team for that. Like, like that, right. you know, and, and, and we just want to continue doing that kind of stuff, you know, and it's just like, it's just being able to give it back to the community and, and you know, everybody has their own things that, you know, they kind of thrive in and that they're good at, you know, for me, it just happened to be like comedy and stuff. So mm-hmm. we've done, I've done, I've done the stand up there a few times. <laughs> Ooh, voice cracked. There we go. I hit puberty uh, sometimes too, brother. I know, dude. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I'm like 26 years old and I'm like, really still now? Really? Bro, I, I, I'm a DJ who works in loud clubs who has to talk to, to drunk people who say what 17 times. My voice cracks. Like at some point, it's just like my voice cracks in clubs more often than it doesn't. You're just like, this is who, this is who I am now. I'm this training my future metal voice. I don't know. I, yeah, there you go. I'm going for the Coheed and Cambria there, sound. The, ooh. Ooh, Coheed and Cambria sound. I like that. That's what Jake Wilson would love that. Where is he? He was supposed to be here. He'll be here soon. (laughs) Um, So so switching into comedy, I had texted you. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit. Just We'll hang up on just comedy in general. Um, You're someone who has never been, you've never been afraid to push the boundaries of comedy. Um, And it's funny because comedians... I listen to a lot of like Joe Rogan and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comedians, they kind of seem, this is the worst word ever. And, and I hope you know what I mean. Like, let's say dumber, like more like, uh, uh, gosh, not dumber, uh, simple to, to other people. So let's see like the businessman, like he's thinking of a comedian, like you're an idiot. You don't take life seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah. But realistically, <clears throat> what I want to express is I think comedians are, are one of the the more important very important members of our society uh, because we have to see the irony and the stupid shit that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have to. Uh, and comedians are the ones who like, like they say the things that of course we're like, wait, you can't say that. 
And then they reiterate on how they fucking can say that and we have to be able to have them say that in order for things to work like this. Uh, and, and I think that's just super important. And, and I, I just, I like expressing and expanding on people's opinions of this. And of course, I want your opinion on this because I think that the, the intelligence that comedians has is, is like maybe it's not compared to like business intelligence, whatever they, whatever that sentence might mean, right? But it's it's a different kind of intelligence. Like it, comedians are very smart. I they think, understand yeah. things from a level of like. It's not that you're like, hey, I need to point this thing about society so I can keep it afloat. Like yeah. you're, you're doing it obviously to make people laugh and, and obviously for the enjoyment of things. So it's from a good place in the first place. But yeah. the the complexity of the things, even if it's a simple joke, comedy is, is very important with the way the yeah. culture and society work. Yeah. Um, I think... <clears throat> I think the, uh, the thing that I like, I, I really appreciate appreciate about comedy and comedians is I don't think, I don't think necessarily you know that you know like they're dumber. I understand the perspective of like you know somebody being like, oh, you just don't take life seriously or whatnot. Right. But I think, yeah, of course, don't don't hang up on the word. No, dumber. no, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, on it. I I think the thing the thing that I can that I really respect about like comedians is, is when you're looking at it from like the you know the business perspective or like the politically correct perspective mm -hmm, or whatnot mm -hmm. there's there's like this certain code of ethics that the world just has to follow to make sure that you know this is what defines like a good person or like a stand-up citizen or something like that you know right. uh, the thing about comedy that's super important I think is that um, these like kind of ethics, these codes, these laws, these rules or certain things, certain standards, certain patterns of behavior or whatnot are just looked at as a norm uh, that, that are so normal. You know, and, and I think the thing that I really respect about comedians is like they they see through the bullshit like the majority of the people do. And they're not afraid to just talk about the fact that this is bullshit. Right. right? Like I think that's that that that's one of the key things that makes them so crucial is like there's people out there who can acknowledge that this is fucking stupid. Right. You know, like th this is... You are putting your head down and charging through. You're the bulldozer that's like, hey, don't forget about this stuff. This yeah. is actually happening. Right, exactly. And it's that's one of those important. things where people were, uh, like would come to me and just be like, thank you for like saying that, you know? I know there's going to be a lot of people who like dis... I'm not for everybody. Absolutely not. Because yeah. I have a very specific way of like thinking, yeah. saying things. I have a very like kind of twisted sense of humor or whatnot. And I don't really care, you know, whose right. opinion is is about it. So I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say and what I need you to say. You have to. You have to be right. authentically you. So, That's how you so, guys do it with like, your rap. It took a really long time. And, and uh, I brought this up in the first time that we did uh, a podcast and, and that one lost. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> so I'll sorry, bring it man. up again. But like I, I remember uh, a post that you had made on, on Facebook oh, yeah. or whatnot where, where you were talking about like, you know, there's there's always going to be like 80% of the people that see your stuff are kind of going to be haters or they're, they're, they're going to be disliking or they're going to have something negative to say about it. But there's going to be this small portion of people, 20% of them, uh, that like love what you're doing and that mm -hmm. they're into it, you know? And, and basically I, like, if I'm remembering correctly, like, the, the point of the post was like, if you spend a lot of time worrying about the 80%, you know, and trying to please them, even though they don't like you already, right. you're neglecting this 20% of people who do like you, right. who do fuck with you, right. who think that the stuff that you're saying is important. It's awesome. It's it's cool. The music, whatever. The people um, who message you. Yeah. The those people are, those who are the 20%. Like when you spend time thinking about like, why doesn't this person listen? Why doesn't this person pay? Why don't I get reactions from this person? Yeah. Like, why do these people feel this type of like, like that? It, it can be kind of toxic because then you start getting wrapped up in the fact that people have negative opinions about right. you. Right. As 
opposed to wrapping yourself in the fact that there's people who have positive opinions about you. And you, you basically wrapped it up in saying that the more you focus on this 20%, that's going to turn into this like the 80% in, into the majority right. because people can see people feel like the genuineness and the authenticity when you're doing something and you have like a purpose for doing it you know and, and that you've really really been about this this type of thing so after some time people are going to start to see that and that's mm -hmm. true I had so much anxiety about what people thought about me and and how I was being perceived and this and that you know and I'd say things like I would get anxiety just from just just like I'd be about to make a post and suddenly like my heart's beating I'm like dude I'd like how are people gonna I'm with this? you bro you know those, those same like, posts that I would post that you're talking about I would do a lot of my like motivational inspirational mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to help people a little bit with advice it's like what the if it doesn't thing. go anywhere dude, it's like, not gonna get any likes like I, I would reread I would post it and then reread it Mm -hmm. immediately i'm yep. like how does it look as yeah, i'm scrolling yeah, through yeah. i was trying to that. change perspectives yeah. but i do i do also enjoy um i'm i uh, i think it's maybe a stem of like a little bit of my like obsessive compulsive behavior but i very i, I like uh the layout of something like so once it's completed like in the picture frame and then standing back with my hands on my hips to look at it yeah. mowing the yard and like just staring at it for 10 seconds when you're done mm -hmm. those sort of things so i think there is a lot of that that they know about it's aesthetically pleasing on social medias but um but yeah a lot of times we we have that like nervous like oh my god did what i just say just break everything like is everybody gonna hate me did they yeah. misunderstand me um social media adds that kind of weird layer so yeah. let's talk about social media um it's it's cool because i was always you know career-wise and like kind of how people know me what i would say was always like djing right? mm -hmm. like that's kind of like how i was known but yeah. i was also kind of since 2010 or 11 since I, I got facebook i've always posted these long like hey like i was kind of had this thought and i think that like you guys should take better care of yourselves and here's how i've taken care of myself i don't know like whatever like some sort of inspirational motivational like I never wanted to be like a life coach or a therapist or like a conversationalist or whatever the heck is happening. Like, mm -hmm. but looking back, it's like, oh, I have been posting those things. I have been inspiring people. The same thing that you got, people would message you and say like, dude, you made me laugh today. Thank you so much. People would message me like all these years and say like, dude, that hit me hard. Thanks. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Those sort of things. I, I'm just, I like where you're going. I think that you're an awesome rapper and I think that everything Thank you're doing you. event planning too. And I don't think you should ever stop any of those things, but I just, I, I just want to let you know that I don't know you super well, but I'm super on board with you being a comedian. I think that Thank it you. follows like, I know that we kind of paint Facebook and Twitter into these like dorky kind of like funny meme worlds, mm -hmm. but we, as a pagan history, pagan history, that sounded weird. <laughs> a peg like boom, pointing a, uh, hammering a peg into history i still can't say right the pegging history yeah but at this point in history so let's say we're looking at history on a timeline like uh you know just because it's the dorky little f with the blue and then it's the cute little bird on twitter doesn't mm. mean these things aren't huge you know a lot of our development as as young men was from facebook and that's how we learned about our society and we learned about it's our an culture. unfortunate truth <laughs> it's crazy right and it's something that's like work this is just like a pastime and it's just a silly like thing we do that everybody just does and but um you know you, there was a part of you that was taking some of that serious and there was a part of me that was taking some of that serious on my side you know mm -hmm. it's not that i was only funny or, or the, not that you were only funny on social media and i was only advice giving on social media like we had different areas of our life where we were always these ways but yeah. it's kind of interesting to look like if you we joke about and don't take these twitter and facebook seriously in some senses but 
it's a lot of our a lot of who we are and our upbringing and a lot of like i think that you know maybe if people didn't message you and say or or give you a like or say like hey i do appreciate this like maybe you wouldn't have like tried so hard and kept like full force going oh i i absolutely need like some kind of like what's what's the word i'm looking for like like affirmation from people oh that totally I, like totally. I, I do i do otherwise i feel like i'm a piece of shit right, right. <laughs> like, like i can make something I'm like, oh this is so it. cool this yeah. is so cool put it out you know and maybe facebook al- algorithm is on some dumb shit that day and it doesn't really go anywhere and i'm like fuck it sucks it's horrible yeah. nobody likes it because and then you start listening are, to yeah. it in ways that you're like this does suck huh yeah you, like, exactly. convince yourself ways that you it know sucks. if people don't kind of give me that fucking validation that's what i was looking for if i don't get the oh there valid- you go right yeah if I, if I don't get validation from people that i feel like i'm failing you know Uh, And and that's something that I've kind of had to like train myself to stop doing so much because I was putting a lot of uh, weight onto what people's opinions were. Like it never came across that way. I've always appeared as a person who does not give a fuck what you think. But I I said this thing that only people who don't give a fuck what you think would say, but I'm back here like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? You know, and then now now I just got to, now I got to, I got to double down on it. I got to stick with it because I said it, you know? And after some time, you know, the the kind, the nerves about it went away. And now like for me, you know, once I started paying attention to that 20%, I'm, you know, I'm more comfortable with myself than I ever, I've ever been because like, I don't give a shit if you don't like me. Like I, I love what I'm doing. You know, right now, like I'm inspires I, the fuck out of me, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Like, like, that means real. so much. That means so much to hear because, like, we've been working at it so hard for so long, and ne- like this is the first time I'd say really in like 2019 on. Like, this is when I'm like really, really feel like you know I'm starting to come into the artist that I've always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm starting to sound the way I wanted to sound as a rapper, as a, as a hip hop right. artist, I'm saying the things that I felt like I should be saying, you know, I'm making the kind of jokes as a comedian that I should have, that, that I've always wanted to be mm-hmm. making, you know, I'm getting reactions from people that I've always wanted to be getting. Like I'm finally coming into it, you know, and, and people are seeing it and people are starting to acknowledge the fact like, Oh damn. Like and, and for a lot of people, it comes across as like, you know, like you know t- tell tell me if you think that, like a lot of people might look at you and assume that you're just a lot more successful than you really are because you know the way you, you're portrayed on like social media mm-hmm. or, or or just just the way kind of people around perceive a small you, town right? fame yeah, exactly thing. Like, I mean, that, like, that's people are like just like oh dude like you know i, I just put out uh we just had a song come out me and uh, my buddy his name is jerona coil uh we have an ep coming out but we just put out our first single and we've been working on an ep for the last year we just put out our very very first song together. name it what's the name it's called no explanation by coil and pain uh it's on spotify it's everywhere uh it's it's an incredible song uh it's 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 for the ladies uh you know it's it's enjoyable though. it's it's like it's a very like club banger type song but it's like it praises independent women uh, and just independence in in, in, in females and women. And what, when does like the rest of the video came out? Because I know there was a, a, a yeah, teaser. Yeah, so we, we put out a teaser with it, uh, and and that was just you know uh, the the rest of the video is going to come out in February. We are filming the rest of it next week. Uh, as of right now, we just have like performance takes or whatnot, and we decided to drop a little like teaser of that with the performance takes just to kind of get people more intrigued into mm-hmm. actually listening to the song, you know, because uh, it's a really dope, dope, dope song. Like, I, you know, again, I, I'm finally at a place where I'm more confident in the stuff that I'm putting out than I've oh, ever yeah. been before. Uh, and it just it sounds so phenomenal. 
uh, the rest of the project is going to be crazy too. But that just came out and uh, I'm, I'm responsible for the videos for that too. Uh, so we have a friend of ours. I've been filming videos for the entire team, like for the team, not the entire team yet, but we have plans for all of 2020. Um, but I'm doing videos for them. I'm responsible for doing the videos for everybody in the team uh, on top of my own videos. Uh, so I got a buddy of mine. His name is Igor Mudrak, uh, and he is starting to hold the camera for me. You know, mm. I'm finally ch- giving it to someone and trusting them with it. And is he, he is he a videographer? Or are you kind of like teaching him or like he's uh, I'm not I'm not kinda. even he's 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 into it without me, like independent okay. of me. Like he he loves it. And, and like he just he's uh, he's upgrading his equipment. He like, you know, we just got an actual stabilizer because he wanted a stabilizer. Uh, and he's he's looking into buying all these things like this camera right here that we have. This is Ryan's camera. And I am, you know, I'm just so grateful that he allows me to use it and to play with it and to do things with it because he knows that's my passion that i'm just really and i'm getting really good at it you know video wise you know that's the you guys have the coolest friend i mean again i keep mentioning all of you like the half boys like you guys are just like i'm gonna work on this thing and then come back and show my friend well he works on this thing and he's gonna come back and show me i feel like you guys collab on so much stuff together and it's gotten so so much better we 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 doubled up on the team this last year it used to yeah, be yeah. just me ryan and Giannis, and now we've included uh ryan's ryan's love carissa mm-hmm. uh we've included uh roulette delgado who is an incredible artist and he's been killing it and murdering yeah, he did Mo- he did moda center this year that that's crazy oh that's right he was who do you, and he had ryan on stage with him oh right yep. right that's moda so tight center, dude yeah, Moda Center. That's that, that like you know, and so he's a part of the team now. And then we have Jess Wild, and I just did a music video for him. I did a music video for Roulette Delgado as well, but those two are out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess Wild, it's a song called Star Kid. Roulette, it's a remix to a song called Dear Rose. Uh, but I just did videos for both of them. Uh, and they just they turned out so 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 dope. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we just you know we I try to stay busy. <laughs> you you know? definitely I do. I forgot what the original question well, even was. But talk about this. Uh, your song that just came out. Let's expand on the song itself. Uh, no explanation. Okay, so no explanation. Uh, it's it's between me and 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 Gerana Decoil the third. I didn't give his full name the first time, but he is an incredible incredible artist and somebody that I've looked up to for a very long time. And he approached me a year and a half ago and was like, "Hey, we should make some songs together." Uh, and I freaked out like I was fan like, right. I was like, "What? What? This is crazy!" You know, because uh, he's 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 so dope. He's such a talented artist. Uh, and so we started working on music together, but uh, no explanation. That one, that one, we just felt like it, it's a really quick song. It's just two minutes long. Uh, I do the hook, he does the verse. And I do the hook again, and the song is over. Uh, but like I said, it's uh, it kind of just praises uh, independence and, and women and, and the independent woman, and, mm-hmm. and and it just kind of like uh, from my hook. It kind of comes from the perspective of me talking to somebody and basically letting them know, like, dog, you should probably just, you know, pump the brakes. Right, right, you right. You right, don't right. have a chance here, bro. Like, yeah. like cool. she, she's not that type of girl. Like, like, you don't got a chance there. Like, you know, this is the type of woman that she is, you know. And right. and, and he, uh, Gerana wrote his verse, you know, off the same thing. Because I, I, like, I had sent him the, pro, the, the song with the hook already and whatnot and was like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I want you to do the verse, you know, and, and, you know, we got to talk, you know, she's, she's, she's independent. She doesn't give a fuck. Like, 
she's just she's just a bad bitch like whatever without saying bad bitch because uh, we don't disrespect uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a very like it's a very club banger right. uh, but it's like a it's kind of like a positive one you know like this yeah. is this is one that I, I wouldn't even have a problem it's got a few swear words but I would let my daughter listen to it and be like girl this is this is the vibe you need to be on like <laughs> independent you don't have time for fuck boys you don't have time for any of the bullshit like get it go get it like it's you just do it. And so that's kind of what the song is about, you know. I feel it. Yes. I feel it. It's how, fun. It's a really fun song. I love it. Uh, how do you, when you first initially, so the first concepts, like obviously it starts with an idea. When you first get the idea, what's your situation? Like uh, I had my homie Kendall Johns on here. Um, he's a he's a singer of a, a metal band. Yeah, metal I, band. I know Kendall Johns. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so he um, he was talking about his writing process. He's like, dude, like I go, it's like I get two vodka sodas at the bar. And I just get fucked up and then I, the layers start coming, you know, like he, he, he gives out his process. What's your what's your process for comedy and for for lyric writing um, or even just I mean, because you write out elaborate ideas, no doubt, I'm sure. Uh, but what do you just try to catch it on the fly and throw it into the notes or, or what's your process? Yeah, uh, that's funny that, you know, he uh, he gets inspired off of like alcohol. It's funny because for me, once I start sipping on any alcohol, the like creative process just kind of goes out the window for me. No shit. And I don't, I, and I don't want I don't want to focus on it anymore. It's uh, for me, like uh, weed kind of sparks the creative process more than anything. That's you know? how I am too. Like that's so, so before I start writing, before I start editing, before I start doing anything like that. I usually like to take a hit or two of weed, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that, and that kind of gets me kind of zoned in on it, you know? Right. Um, as far as writing process for music, uh, I, I like, I try to look for inspiration everywhere for, for a long time. A lot of my music, like the lyrics were just kind of like, I'm dope. You're not dope. Ah, you know, like yeah. that, that's rapping, really good man. Like, exactly. yeah, I mean, you, you guys are good at enunciation and word flow and pronunciation. Was, yeah, and, and, and I, I spent a lot of time just trying to improve myself. And so a lot of the, the lyrics come out just braggadocious because I'm just trying to see how, how much I can rhyme, what mm -hmm. kind of schemes I can play with, what kind of metaphors I can drop, things like that. So it was just kind of training the tongue type of a situation for a long time. Uh, but you know now I try to I try to find more inspiration everywhere else, and I do write based on my life a lot. I haven't put out a lot of like super personal music, but that's because like I'll write the personal stuff, and that's enough therapy for me. Right. It, I, like I'll write it, like it, it helps me. Like writing about you know what I'm going through or whatever as music, it helps me process it a lot better because as I'm writing it, I kind of like. I kind of like put myself through through a level of therapy and like trying to explore why I feel the way I feel. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I have this song. It never came out. Uh, but there's a verse on it where I started writing it and I started writing it about my dad. Right. And, and about all the anger I had towards my father. And it was about halfway through the verse as I'm writing this and trying to just express how I feel, you know, what he did to our family and how, how much he fucked it up that like, you know, this is how I feel about you as a person. This like, you know, and I'm just kind of listing off these qualities on, on who, who I really know he is and not who people think he is, because, you know, I get the I get the whole like put on a show thing from my dad. My dad is an awesome person. I'm not I'm not trying to speak ill on him or anything like that. We had a bumpy past, but like he's always been the person that people just like gravitate to and love like he's just got that persona the charisma mm -hmm. you know like people 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 just love who he is and he like he's a, he's a really fun person really easy to get along with things like that but uh i just i made this song and i just started calling out all these like terrible qualities and was like people see this but i see this you know this and that right, like, right. so i was like tearing it and it was halfway through this verse i looked back at what i wrote 
And I was like, I'm talking about myself. I was, I was, I was, I was in my twenties, you know, and I was trying to vent all this anger and frustration for the type of person that I thought my dad was. And I like realized I was writing a verse about myself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and it was, you know, and, and that's just, that's the way that it was written. And, and, and like, I was just like, Shh, holy shit. Like, wow. like, it, like that, the writing process, like that does that for mm-hmm. me sometimes, you know, because I just start to kind of explore things that I wouldn't have like had the time or the desire to even think right. about. But now I'm trying to think about how to like make all this rhyme and, and, and get all this right amount of right. emotion out. And I have the song recorded. I just never put it out because I never had a chord. Now we're up to two unreleased tracks. Right. We well, need some I, from the no, old days. We need your first track out too. There, I, there's, I probably have like somewhere in the ballpark of like twenty to thirty recorded songs that uh, are just never came out. Uh, oh no doubt. Probably more than that for sure. But I uh, mean, in uh, a yeah, million starts. Yeah, you know. But this, th- this was a powerful song. This is one that I really wanted to put out, and I probably will someday because, mm-hmm. like, the the way that it ties up is actually super, super powerful. Um, there's no rush, man. So I, you know, I write this whole verse, and it's like, you know, you never hear me like address my father you just assume that based on what i'm talking about he's probably talking about his dad or like a parental figure that walked out on him or whatnot like that's just kind of what it sounds so i never directly address address it and so the whole time like i have you the you know the listener believing that they're listening to me like chastising my father but because i realized what i realized halfway through it you know i continued the Mm. verse as i needed to in the very, very, like, very last lines where it was, it was still kind of, I was kind of addressing him. It was like, I know exactly who you are. Um, like, uh, I know exactly what you're about because I'm talking about myself. So, like, the, the song and the song ends with me saying, because I'm talking about myself. And so, as if you oh, listen to the shut verse, the door, man. If, you, if you listen to the verse the first time, you're like, he's talking about his dad. When you go and listen to it the second time through, and and put the fact that I'm talking about myself, it like unlocks and opens so many more. Then it's like, oh shit, yeah, damn, fuck, yeah, you know. So I, like, I definitely, I like, I try to for my writing process, I try to pull as much inspiration I can from what's actually going around me. But I don't like writing in like a direct way of like this is exactly kind of what I'm going through. You know, I, I write about what what it makes me feel like. You know, right. so when I'm trying to write like a deeper emotional song, I'm not writing about what's happening i'm writing about how i feel about what's happening right so then that way when someone's listening to it um they're not listening to my story they're listening to their own because they're they're just relating right. feelings right so they're they're relating how how just something like sentiments and things like that right. you know so it's not i'm not describing my situation you know bold face i'm describing it on like an emotional or like on a spiritual level almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so when somebody listens to it, it's not just like, damn, this kid's been through some shit. It's just like, fuck me too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, so like that, that's, that's how I try to, 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 to write it. And I mean, aside from that, the rest of the stuff that I try to do, I try to, I really like high energy material and things like that. So I, I like a lot of my music is stuff you could work out to, you could you could like go on runs too. You could go and beat somebody's ass too. I don't I don't know. It's like high energy, you know. That's yeah. just the fun for me. You know. I feel like I need to throw some of you guys' shit on my. I have this playlist called "You Want to Fight, Bitch," and it's Bro. got a lot of like Puya and Suicide Boys and stuff. Bro, I, feel like I, throw there's, you on I got some songs to recommend for that playlist. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have you. you gotta hit Absolutely. me with like your top three. I'm throwing on the playlist. Absolutely. Unfor- Here's the thing though. Like I've. I've grown so much, especially in the last like two years as an as an artist and overall that 
the stuff that I have out online now, aside from, you know, not including what just came out, I don't even like it anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've come so, so much farther, you know, from there. Isn't such a weird gift and cursed, some sort of like bittersweet weird situation? At the time you're like, this is the dopest shit I've ever done ever, ever, ever. represents me in every way. And then next year it's just like, please stop talking about that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Do you think about famous people who have like a, a top 40 song that gets popular? And they just have to tour the world and just say that's the same all, thing. That's all they can And then play they're like, think about like years. NSYNC and stuff. They're like 30 years later. They're like, we have to. Are they still it? touring? Or I don't know. Backstreet Boys. Or, or isn't one of them touring? Are they? Probably. Backstreet's Backstreet. touring. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Yeah, they're but back yeah. all right. Or like uh, Smash Mouth. They got one song that they were allowed to do ever. What, what song? What Smash Mouth have? Uh, the, the one on Shrek. Hey, now you're a rock star. Right. Up, no, I feel like I have other play. songs. I feel like I when, when I play it certain like, bars. You feel like, but you don't. What do you I'm can't a DJ name though. One. I, I know I can't, can't name but one. I feel like when I play at bars where it's like, <laughs> let's make these motherfuckers sing because they're pretty drunk. It's I can find some Smash Mouth. There's maybe it is just All Star. I could be just. I I, I just I I know I've never listened to any Smash Mouth aside from All Star. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn good song though. You can't deny and strike someone. It goes, movie. dude. It's yeah. It goes hard. Shout out to Smash Mouth. You all stars. Uh, give, give me a little lowdown on your comedy side of writing. Is is this different? Or like, have so, you had yeah. like, is, you know, have you had to be like, oh, I have to be a more funny person or a less serious person? Like, uh, you know, to be in the mindset of like uh, uh, someone who's writing rap songs that can be listened to in the gym, you're not going to be like always in a super joking mood all yeah. the time, you know? So these are like different areas of your psyche, of your emotional person that you lock into like yeah. for yeah like sometimes for a couple hours while you write songs but sometimes it's like i gotta live this way for a few weeks so i can lock into the character of sorts mm-hmm. um when it comes time to like start for you to start like writing comedy to where like okay i'm gonna perform this on stage let's let's talk about that area like when, when you started approaching the comedy and started writing your comedy to actually perform so um we'll we, we'll go into that first performance because that was definitely the best one that i've had <laughs> uh and I did what, like half an hour on stage. I planned for like 18 minutes or something like that. And I was on there for 33. When it's your own show, I guess. <laughs> Go at it. I think you were at the end anyway, right? Or something close to it. It was towards the end. Yeah. It was, it was right before our, the last music set, which was our own. And then I got way too drunk and ruined that. Sorry, Ryan. Love you, bro. <laughs> uh, I got way too, way too drunk during the comedy set. But, um, the way I prepared for that one, um, I wanted to like the the thing that's different about the way I did my first comedy show and the way that other people might have done their comedy shows is, is, you know, most of the people that are starting out to doing comedy, they're going to like, you know, a comedy club or an open mic night or, or something like that where they're just kind of in that world. And, you know, you might get like a few minutes on stage here or, or mm-hmm. something like that. And so you just kind of got to kill with that. Um, but when we had the, the opportunity presented to, you know, have our own show and I was like, Ryan, let me do comedy. Like I knew that I'm going to get no less than 15 minutes, you know, so I could be on there and just kind of shine as long as I wanted to, you know, uh, and it ended up being half an hour. So I was trying to plan for just 15 to 20 minutes, uh, ended up being a half an hour. Cause you know, like you start getting inspired up there and saying other things and whatnot. Uh, it was great. But the way I tried to plan for that, I knew who the audience was going to be. Mm-hmm. 
I knew it was going to be people who already fuck with us. I knew it was going to be people who already follow me on Facebook. So they already know that like, if I'm saying something, it's going to be funny when I saw, I already was going to be going on stage with the thought in mind that the people out there already know me. They already know I'm funny. So they're expecting to laugh. And because of that, they're going to laugh more already. Right. Right. right so right. I, I kind of had that benefit, you know, that's a great confidence to be able to lock in. Exactly. I mean, I know that being like a popular DJ in the area, like if I know that I'm going to have like 20 homies in the crowd, I'm probably going to be a little more cocky in my dance. Exactly. Exactly. You already know these people fuck with you already. So this is going to go well. It's just like having your boys with you at all times. You just feel awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, And then I, and I did have all my boys with me. So it was perfect. Uh, and uh, so, so I, I, I already knew who the audience was going to be and I'd had enough time, you know, doing my Facebook comedian shit to kind of know what people are reacting to and what they're not reacting to. So I've already had, you know, how some people might say, I've had my ear to the streets, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been picking up all what's, what's, what's cool, what's not, uh, what people are talking about, what's not. So I, I really like orchestrated that whole set to be geared at millennials uh, and to be geared at just certain, you know, certain things that, you know, are, are common among millennials and that are funny. So like I had jokes about, uh, shit, single moms. <laughs> uh, that was a great one. I jokes about single moms. I had jokes about like, uh, guys and just kind of like over described what your typical white guy is supposed to be like, and just kind of was like, this is not me. Right, and right, then right. I had like, 12 minutes on dick pics <laughs> yeah the dick pic thing was hilarious because you had a slideshow <laughs> no i did not have a slideshow for the dick pic thing uh <laughs> just kidding that that i don't know i don't know how i'd what get away you, with that it's just like here's That's some bad. dick pics and they're just actual dick pics on a so slideshow hey bro, guys what's up with time, this <laughs> like so all of these guys are in the crowd <laughs> um so like a, a lot of what I wrote, I was already kind of thinking, I was like, this is, these are things that like, you know, millennials might be talking about, might be laughing about already or whatnot. Um, and then it was just my own personal spin on things because I know, like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not for everybody. Uh, but there is just a certain spin on my comedy that's unique to me. Uh, it, you know, and it's to the point where like people will send me certain things, certain memes, certain jokes and be like, this made me think of you. This made yeah. me think of you. Like, yeah. And that makes me feel so good when people do okay. that. You're just like, ah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like leaving an impression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the way, the way I wrote that whole thing, I, and I actually like, I put myself through like boot camp for that, that set because, uh, I wrote it all out. You know, I was like, okay, this might be funny. This might be funny. This might be funny. And then I kind of went in and started expanding on each of these things. Uh, and then what I did was I actually recorded, like got an audio recording of me just saying it out loud, mm-hmm. you know, and just reading out what, what I'm supposed to say. And I just started listening back to it over right. like, cause I had like three months to prepare or something like that. So yeah. I was like prepared yeah. like months in advance, you know, you don't so, wait till last second. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just listening. I'd be listening to it, listening to it. And then I was like, okay, this whole segment's not that fucking funny. I need to get rid of this, you know, hmm. and I need to hear, and I need to like have it go through a few different times to kind of catch a different perspective on it yeah. and be like, this isn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Right. You know what How I'm saying? Has that been, has that been like a lot of shit? Like, like, like discouraging is that like god dang it, it, it is man because, i really thought that was hilarious but honestly yeah. that sucked or whatever and this is it's the same thing it's just kind of like what you know i might have like said or posted something that i thought was really funny on on facebook and then i didn't realize how people would take it and then people start coming at me in the comments about what yeah. i just said and whatnot and then i'm like oh 
shit, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have done been that. worded maybe, differently. Yeah. Maybe I could have worded that differently. Maybe, yeah. you know, but at that point I'm just like, I'm that person who doesn't give a fuck. So right. I'm like, I'm like, I double down on what I could go with yeah. anyway, you know? So I'm trying to avoid kind of falling into that kind of Yeah, no, dude, thing, you, you're you know? going to avoid it like a fucking champ. Yeah, There's so no doubt about I, it. You, you handle it well. It. You, dude, you, you, you're, you know, a lot of what you do on Facebook and, and what you do is a personality. And that's like, okay, so you're kind of like, you got to consider a comedian a lot of times or even just someone in your position in this uh, in society is like kind of like the jester who's like, you know, not that they're like, back then they probably weren't allowed to make fun of the king and queen to the king and queen's face. But now what we have is like the jester can kind of make fun of anything, uh -huh. the jester of our society. So yeah. it's, it's important. But it's funny when you like have to, we have this world of like deplatforming and like, like I'm gonna find something that you said so long ago, and like, did you did you watch that Kevin Hart documentary on? I haven't Netflix? seen it yet, but I do want to. I, I, like, did I do like want to check that one. I love Kevin Hart, dude. Oh, dude I think he's so great. dope. I, I think he's him. great. A lot of people are like, oh, he's overrated, and this. No, I think he's great, dude. I think he yeah. deserves all the success. That's that always he's the got. weirdest sentence when people say yeah. that shit. No, you, you should watch it. But he, he he talks about like like one thing he said long ago, and then people pulled it up, and they're like, you think this, and he's like, dude, I'm. I don't think that anymore. No. Like that was a joke back then that in society it was it wasn't weird well, to say. Well, and that was like something that 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 happened for me. I uh, um I had ended up making a new Facebook page like 2 or 3 years ago uh because my original one I'd had from when I was 14 or 15 years old and then when Facebook started doing memories uh and just bringing back everything you posted on that day from however mm -hmm. many years ago or whatever, I just <sighs> Right. I started seeing so much just fucked up things that I had said that I thought, yeah, I'm 15, 16 years right. old. You know, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm totally with you. I had shit, a MySpace. You know? I had a. Yeah. You know, and, and like it kept popping up, you know, and I'd just be deleting and deleting and deleting. And then it would be like popping up like, oh, someone tagged you in this post. And now I'm in this post and I'm like reading myself in the comments. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, right. Like, I, I, like I said some, like, I'd be saying some really off the wall, fucked up shit. And I remember as a 15, 16 year old, my thing was like, oh, I want to push the boundary like right. i, I want to piss people off like of i want to do that you know like i didn't learn how to do that tastefully Dude, give just any yet. kid that power G yeah. give, give a punk rock kid a cell phone when they don't exist i He's said like, i'm gonna tell the world yeah, i said things that it's like you know if it was to come back years later it would definitely mm -hmm. bite me in the ass and could potentially be like career destroying because i said some like foul shit in my day like well, dude and, and it, for me it's like i'm like whatever who cares and then right. once it starts popping up in the memories, I'm just like, mm. so after deleting enough of those posts, I was like, I'm deleting this entire Facebook. It's right. just starting Let's brand just new. On. It sucks that you have to be scared of it. I guess I do get it, but it's it's something that I want to make apparent, dude. It's, people's it's, careers get destroyed off that. It's, like he it's was madness. You Kevin know? Hart was going to be on, you know, uh, hosting the Grammys or the Oscars or something right. like that. And then, you know, he had a joke about, you know, what if his son came and told him that he was gay or something like yeah. that. And it kind of had to deal with that. And, yeah. you know, he could, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, sure he could have phrased it differently but he didn't say anything that was just like and back then i remember laughing at the damn joke yeah, like it was hilarious it was like, it was like it, it didn't stand out to me it wasn't something that, that you're like oh this is fucked up like it's like yeah. this is it's, it's funny. Well, the, the way that shit is going the last few years with like all the whole like people find one thing that that you said way back you tweeted way back then and, and they found it i mean it's yeah, I probably started from like the presidency stuff, right? We found like, okay, a president like can't be saying things like this or, yeah. you know, grab her by the pussy. Like, Jesus, like <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Our president yeah, said can't that. Do that. But, but, but so that sentence right there, like not the sentence itself, but just the fact that a president, a higher person, whatever, a presidential candidate at that time uh, got away with saying those things. There's a lot of people, it, it sprouted 
sparked a lot of people in the world who are like, wait, we can't say those things. And then so people get on a wild goose hunt and they start looking for everything. Everybody said that was yeah. bad, everything, everybody that was bad. It's a weird thing. We, we can't like evolve and, and get better. And, and dude, like I'd be willing to bet a lot of us when we were the ages of first getting social media at 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, whenever said a lot of dumb stuff. I used to quote like every song that I listened to. I listened to a lot of Kid Cudi and I would post the whole lyrics online yes, sir, and like yeah. act like it was me. So you can guess what uh, I've yeah. said on social media <laughs> and it's still there. And if somebody wants to point out like you said this at one point in my life, I'm like, yeah, I sure did. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. If you look at the date, that's when it said and like, oh, so you were 16. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was 16. Can we like, get, can we get like, dude, I, I, I refuse to allow people to like, like try to, you know, like, Deplatform people and like you did this is it's do we have to have room it's, for change because people people it's do change man like be, people genuinely like I, my mind state has changed so much from when i was a kid like mm. i grew up i grew up in the church and i had a very specific way of like looking at things at the time and like now it's entirely different you know right. for the longest time you know uh, homosexuality was just the worst sin in the world for me mm. you know because they told me it was yeah you know and, and you it's knew. like after after enough time i'm like why yeah. Like what there's there's so many things that you guys are doing that are like even more fucked up right. than two men loving each other like why are they on trial for right. that shit you know like and so like like my my mindset has changed a lot like I've come I've come a very very long way a lot mm -hmm. of people if you were to ask people who knew me in high school they would tell you I was like the biggest sexist chauvinist stick like pig ever right. i thought it was a part of my humor back then you know but also i grew up in a russian culture where the wife does right. what the husband says she stays at home she cooks this and then this like and exactly. they love it. the women are fine with that like that that's cool when you're looking at like american culture they're like how dare you oh my god oh my god oh my right. god when you're looking at russian culture they're like yeah this is this is just life this Dude, is how I it is you know people have a problem understanding like like the basis sentence is like they don't understand that people are different, but like they really like really just stop and think about that. Like whatever you do in your life, like you go Monday through Friday to your job and you come home to your cottage in whatever Louisiana. But there's literally people who live a completely different life. It's not Culture. like they just have a different house yeah. in a different whatever. Like everything they do, the way that they speak, the things that they mean when they speak. Like culture is so broad. And I it's, think it's sometimes massive. we try to smash it together and it's like it doesn't go like no. that. It's it's be, You got to be gentle. This no. is going to take many years for us to figure out. And in the meantime, we can't have people fucking running into the streets with tiki torches like you said this 28 years ago you suck like <laughs> yeah. jesus man it's just yeah. madness so i yeah. i just dude more power to you keep saying what you're saying keep talking about the intelligent things that you're talking about because i think it's seriously again comedians are intelligent and they're very important in society and that was when i initially messaged you like that was like a um i probably was just like super baked or something and saw one of your facebook posts and i was like <laughs> oh my god we got to talk about comedy in Hell society yeah. so Hell yeah. um Hell yeah but i do want to make sure um we, we talk about anything in, in your artistry world i want to make sure um we're getting a little up here in time i want to keep chatting for a little bit here but uh make sure we've covered everything like we have your new, newest song released do you have anything coming up any shows coming up um what, what what's coming up next for let you guys me, in yeah, the coming year? let me hopefully be able to remember everything because there's so much going on right now which is awesome this is this is this is what yeah. i wanted you, so give us locations and stuff too for people who don't know all the all the places you're talking about things exactly yeah absolutely so uh 
Next weekend, <clears throat> I'm shooting the rest, the remainder of the No Explanation music video. Uh, that's the song that just came out, Coil and Paint. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, I'm filming the rest of the music video next Saturday, and I'm hoping to have that music video out within the first half of February. I don't have a release date on it just yet. Depends on how next Saturday goes. Um, but you know, we have a we have an actress that's going to be in the video, uh, and I think she's just going to elevate the quality of that project right. tenfold. You know. Uh, so that's happening, uh, within the next month, uh, currently working on, uh, a recap video for half-life entertainment, just to kind of show people what our year was like in 2019, uh, what we were able to accomplish, the benefit shows that we were doing, you know, uh, our community outreach and whatnot. Uh, I'm working on a documentary for roulette Delgado, uh, kind of detailing his journey to the Moda center. Uh, and kind of getting him prepared. He's got an album call, uh, coming out in March, was it? Right, honest? Coming out in March? I think it was coming out in March. I think it was coming out in March. It's called uh, Superhuman Volume 2. Right? Superhuman. Wait, I got that when's, right. When's National Women's Day? March 8th. Yeah, March 8th. Okay, perfect. Uh, March 8th, uh, Roulette Delgado, Superhuman Volume 2. I hope I'm getting that right. I think I am. Uh, And I'm featured on that project. Giannis is featured on that project. Ryan's featured on that project. The whole team is featured on that project. It's an amazing project. That's coming out. Uh, So I'm working on a documentary for that. Uh, We are about to get started on an entire video series for Kanitis. Giannis, my little brother right back there, he put out an EP about a year or so ago. Uh, and we're building a whole film series out of the songs off of that EP. Uh, so that's going to be incredible. It's going to be an awesome thing to try out. Uh, on top of that, uh, my own EP, uh, the Coil and Pain EP, is uh, supposed to come out probably in April. Uh, you spell Coil. Coil. C-O-Y-L-E. I just didn't want someone to go to Spotify and be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Coil? Like, right. you know, recoil? Uh, no. No, Coil. C-O-Y-L-E. The and symbol, P-A-Y-N-E, coil and pain. Uh, we kind of sound like, a, you know, divorce lawyers. So it sounds like. Cool, it's catchy. Coil it's catchy and pain. Divorce <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, we have an EP coming out. Uh, we're hoping to have that out in March or April. Uh, we have several different music videos that we're planning for that that are going to be amazing. Again, uh, I'm, I'm just taking over the whole videography aspect for the team, and uh, I intend for those to just keep getting better and better because that's something that we really thrive with. Uh, and so uh, we're doing all that. Next February, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this yet. Uh, so if I'm I, I not, can take this part out, just let me know. If okay, I don't. I, I think it'll be fine. Uh, I just don't have all the details on it yet. But uh, Andrew Kiggins is putting on a show at the Regent uh, in Longview on February fifteenth. It's yeah. going to be a comedy show, uh, and mm. I've been asked to perform on that one. So oh, I am going to be cool. showing up and doing a set uh, uh, over at the Regent in Longview, February fifteenth. So excellent. And then on February twenty second. Uh, Half-Life Entertainment is putting on another show and we're going to be at the Cruise Room Annex in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Cruise Room, C-R-U-Z Room. Uh, and that's happening on the, uh, the 22nd of February. 
we have a show coming up. That's going to be music. I'm not doing comedy at that one, but I will be performing my music. Hopefully you're still doing do. all this stuff. Like you're not just, you're just still doing all of it. It's so great. It's, there's so much. There's, there's like, so let's much add one do. more thing. Yeah. Right. Like, you mean you, you have a, like a life outside of it. You have a job, you work, you're a father. Like, yeah, I know. Like, it's just I'm, incredible. Man. I'm, it's for, great. I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something right now. There's something else that's coming out of that. I am absolutely like is slipping. So, so, so after February 15th, February 15th is comedy and then February 15th is comedy at the Regent in Longview, Washington. Uh, February 22nd is music at the uh, cruise room annex in Portland, Oregon uh, with half-life entertainment, the entire team. And they are an incredible and talented group of people. Uh, So you guys should absolutely come out if you're able to say any of those shows. Who is officially in half-life? So Ryan Reed, you do a little, you want to do a little bio on him. Uh, It just has a homie. Like, on Ryan, yeah, 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 like absolutely. On, on, each, on each everybody, on everybody, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah absolutely, dope. man. Let me t- let me introduce you guys to my team really quickly. Okay, so Ryan Reed, uh, me and him go way back to first grade when he first moved up to Kelso, Washington. Me and him have been friends since then. We both started High Cap, which is a program that you go to once a week when you're in elementary school, uh, and so we became closer friends because of that program. Because um, you're smart, because. I, yeah, yeah. I guess I wasn't trying to go there, but it's for, you know, high, high cap, it stands for highly capable and gifted. Uh, I'm not trying to flaunt that right now because I don't think I'm that smart. <laughs> uh, but that, that kind of, that's kind of where we built a relationship. And we're back then me and him, like we kind of wanted to do music together anyway. And this is like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we didn't know what we were going to do. So, uh, I had moved off to Vancouver when I was 12 and me and him started doing hip hop music, uh, individually. Uh, on our own terms and then we came back together when we were about 18 years old and uh, over the time we had like had each other on myspace and you know we're just kind of going back and forth about the music and helping each other critiquing each other's songs things like that uh and and so we kind of built this kind of relationship on like oh we're homies we both rap let's kind of help each other out with that um uh ryan is the 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 founder of half-life entertainment uh back then it was half clan entertainment uh, but he he's the one that kind of started that whole brainchild. And then uh, at 18 years old, he asked me to come on and uh, be a hype man for him at a show. It worked out really well. We made a whole entire mixtape with each other that summer, the summer of 2012. It was legendary. It was epic. It was called Get Hyphy. I know there's people out there who remember that and probably still have that CD with them. Uh, it was awesome, but that was the first project that we put out together. Um, and ever since then, we've just been taking Half-Life Entertainment a lot seriously. We changed it from Half-Clan to Half-Life, you know, for obvious reasons when you start talking about them. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ryan Reed is, is the, uh, the founder and, and really the, uh, the big dog of Half-Life mm-hmm. Entertainment. And he you know, produces and raps. He, and he's a, he's a producer. He's a phenomenal producer. He makes his own music. He's a great rapper. Uh, and he is the one who has been putting on, who's been like pulling the strings behind the scenes for all of these shows that we're doing and the benefit shows and whatnot. So, uh, he's, he really, he's really kind of champion taking the, uh, uh, business side of things and, and trying to make sure that you know we're looking good as a company uh, as a business and uh, so he's he's kind of responsible for those kind of the, the really big decisions and things like that and uh, we've been building that together for a really really long time uh, and we kind of specialize in our own separate areas uh, but he was the one who was responsible for getting uh, my brother Giannis on board because Giannis was like I want to be a partner I was like nah dude you ain't, you ain't about none and so then he went to Ryan and he was like hey Ryan I want to be and Ryan was like yeah of course so I was like it was a couple months I was like alright that's cool he that's hangs cool. up the phone I'm going to call Ryan right now <laughs> right. 
Uh, and then in uh, in August of uh, oh well, I mean, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that part. So then that that's Ryan. Then we have uh, Giannis Kanidis as my brother. You guys have met him. He is an R and B musician. Uh, he is incredibly as an EP out. It's called Past Chasers. That's on Spotify. Kanidis. That's K A N I D E dash I S. Uh, very simple. It's kind of spelt the way it sounds. Well, it's better Kanitis. to spell it. Sometimes it does yeah. brain fart. Yeah, it does. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But yeah, he uh, he he makes incredible music. We're about to get started on um, uh, the whole film series for his EP. Uh, it's already out. He's got new music that's uh, that's coming up the pipeline. Uh, that's really awesome. And you know, you're probably going to get him on the show, and he can go in more mm-hmm. into depth about that. So it was me, Ryan, and Giannis for a very long time, and then in summer of last year. Uh, Ryan came to me and he was like, Hey man, I'm thinking about like adding these extra people. And so we started working with, uh, Justin Wiley, who at the time was going under the name, uh, cold bones. Uh, and we had performed at a couple, uh, different hip hop shows with him way back in the day, back in like 2014, 2015, we did a few shows at the Hawthorne with him. And I remember seeing him like, this kid can spit like this kid's dope, Mm -hmm. you know, he's really cool. So I, I, I always kind of had him on my radar anyway. And then, um, and then uh, we had each other on Facebook for a while or whatnot. But I remember there was uh, a, at some point um, he had made this post and he was like, hey, like I'm putting on the final touches on this EP that I've been working on for a while. I need one more guest feature who wants to get on it. And I like came in. I was like, sup? I'll talk to you later. Uh, I was like, what's up? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, and so we were going to do this song together. And so, and that was actually before I moved to Minnesota back in 2018, uh, summer of 2018, I moved to Minnesota for about a year. Uh, but before I left, uh, I got into the studio with this kid and we did this song together. And then we had also performed a show together, um, where I got on, it was his show. Uh, and he asked me to come on and do the song that I was featured on with him. Uh, and so I did that and that's kind of how I knew him. Uh, like that's where we really kind of got to know each other personally. And then I left to Minnesota and I came back for the show that we did the rap battle at. And that same weekend I made a music video for cold bones for Justin Wiley. Mm. And it was a remix to one of his songs, uh, that I put a verse on as well to glow up. So the first song we did together was called Disco Space Land by Cold Bones and Dopamine. Uh, and then the second one was the Glow Up remix, uh, also featuring me. And so uh, I made the music video for that song while I was out here for a few days. And then I went back to Minnesota. Uh, and so we, I had him on that show, I believe. Um, uh, I talked Ryan into putting him on that show. And he put on such a killer performance that we were just like, dude, we fuck with this kid. And so we kept asking him to come back uh to more of our shows and uh like he's got this really super dope kind of like party vibe like all of his stuff is really fun it's Mm -hmm. super fun to listen to like you know he's got really cool flows really really crispy type of a style like he's a badass like he's he's a cool little kid uh and so uh he he's done he's done a bunch of shows with us and um then roulette delgado uh, Roulette Delgado came on the first time with the Dornbecker show. And actually we did a cipher, a whole Half-Life ENT cipher where it was me, Ryan, Giannis, and then we had Roulette and Justin on there. And then Carissa, Ryan's girlfriend, she filmed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she filmed that's all on YouTube, us. right? Yeah. And that's on YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Half-Life Entertainment. That's H-A-F. 
no L in there, Half-Life Entertainment. Uh, anyway, so that cipher was the first time we had all worked together on like one thing together as like a whole team. So they weren't even a part of Half-Life Entertainment just yet. But we had the Dornbecker show coming up. And so was it the Dornbecker show? Yeah, it was the Dornbecker show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we had the Dornbecker show coming up, and so we were like, we're going to get all these artists to perform on one cypher real quick, you know, because we had chosen them for this show. And so we decided to do the cypher. Just everybody that's on this show right. has also got one song together. Like, that's right. cool. That's awesome, you know. Uh, and so that was the first time we all worked together. That was the first time I met Roulette Delgado. Uh, and then he did the show for us, and he has such an incredible story. Um, man, has been through a lot. He is, he's, 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 is he more R&B? Yeah, so he well he's our he's a rap he will rap your fucking face off, dude. Like this dude will rip you apart when it comes to that. But he yeah, is also good. yeah his his style on R and B and singing is fucking amazing. What, what is what genre ish does he consider himself as? I would is say it? it's probably R and B, soul, yeah. and, and hip hop. It's yeah. Urban soul. There you go. There you go. Urban soul. Yeah. It's so hard with genres. He's, right, but but I, it's definitely like it's definitely R and B because I you mm. you pick up so many vibes of like really popular mm. R and B songs from like early two thousands and things like that. Some Neo, some Usher. You just he, he's got he's got that rapper lyric like to where it's like when you're listening to like a rapper rap, you're listening to what the words they're saying. Yeah. He pulls you in with that. He's oh he's it's got a story, like man. He has got a story. The yeah. the man has been through so much, and and I think that's what really drew me to him first. He had a really dope verse on the cipher, but then we did the show and he told the story in between each song and mm -hmm. he did this you know the way he did it where he like he would talk about himself and kind of give a background to what he was about to sing and then he would sing this song with like the music video for it playing right, behind him right. you know it was amazing he put on this incredible performance and i was just like holy shit Super like i didn't know it, me, it yeah. was yeah like like he just he inspires the hell out of me that guy like and his level of talent is just un unmatched Mm -hmm. on matt he like he's he's one of the portland artists that more people know of than most of the other guys and he deserves every bit of it he was able to do the moda center in front of nineteen thousand people and he deserved every single minute Epic. of it he okay. is an incredible person he's a champion for the lgbtq community i hope i said that right lgbtqia plus i yeah okay yes <laughs> That one, I sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but uh, he he's a champion for that. He's he's very very open about it. He did the Moda Center with a rainbow flag around his neck, you know, uh, and he just promotes love. He promotes positivity. He is an incredible artist. Definitely somebody you guys got to check out. Roulette Delgado, uh, and then finally there is Carissa Cardenas, and she is. Also, hope I said that last name right. <laughs> she is uh, Ryan's girlfriend, and she is one of the most talented and incredible singers you've ever heard. Her, yeah, her voice is so fucking powerful. Right. You hear her just busting. Dude, into she was and you're like, what? She was. The, I know it's a typical sentence, but she was such a ball of nerves before she did her first one, and she, she was. And, and, dude, and, and it was like once she started going, I'm like, oh my god, what are you nervous for? Dude, <laughs> like, it's cr it's crazy. It is the typical thing, of course. It's, we heard her for you know like years before before she got on stage with it and i was always just like dude like for me personally I'll, i've said it before i'll say it again i think she's one of the most talented members of half-life entertainment you yeah. know like she has she doesn't have a whole lot of songs out she hasn't done a whole lot of live performances but her talent is is there i feel yeah. like like she was i feel like she was born with it honestly yeah. like she like she starts to sing on some and you're just like Fuck. Yeah, I've, I've got You're some. You're just in. You I, I want to, in, in the future, there's a couple ideas that I have. I uh, One time we were down here. Oh, is it when we first did that podcast, I remember I walked down here and y'all were just like goofing off and hanging out and like having drinks and hanging out down here. And uh, 
and Ryan and his girlfriend were playing, it was like they started singing like Jay-Z and Beyonce or some shit together. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? This is so dope. I was like, yeah, I, it was this moment where I walked in and they're like doing this cover and her voice sounds good. And, and Ryan's yeah. going on the piano. You guys are just having a good time. They have, like, they have, a, they have cool. a song together. They've done it. A, they've, uh, they've done it a few times live, but yeah. they, they have a song together three. that they do. They have three songs. Have they, are they out? Or how much of out? them have they done together? Oh, like on stage though. They've done three on stage. Oh, they've done three on stage. None of them are out. None of the, yeah, none of these songs are out, but they do have music. They have like an entire EP. You know, whatever they do, music video wise for those, it's going to be awesome. And I, I, I definitely think they will, and Mm -hmm. I definitely think they should because you know that's such a power couple move. You know, the the dude can like he's producing Mm -hmm. all the music that she can sing on, uh, and then just lacing them with some bars. You know, so they're 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 a fantastic couple. Well, and they they really inspire each other, other, and you can see that. Oh, absolutely, they they enjoy each other's company. A couple of friends. I I thank Carissa. I think I. I think she kind of like you know i think i think her being a part of ryan's life has like brought a lot out of him uh and i think it's like it's definitely made him a better person uh and a, you know a much better like uh artist and businessman you know and i think i, I think they they can build off of each other absolutely 100 mm. percent. and i think that's so dope and you know i'll i'll see I, i'm with them hanging out with them or like seeing pictures on it i get like how y'all just have how you just how you just get into a relationship where you both want the same thing and you this is all like what ah why why not me <laughs> like, this? this is awesome you know like so they they they're they're incredible i, mm-hmm. I, I love them to death um and she is she is an amazing artist and and i think she's also just as a person she's a really dope ass person who is she's really motherly especially when it comes to everybody else uh on on half-life entertainment and she you know she kind of she keeps us straight. She keeps her opinions in there. She's really, really good about making sure that, you know, like if she's not down with it, she's going to let you know that she's not down mm-hmm. with it or whatnot. Like she the group probably needs that more she, than anything. Absolutely, dude. She's, yeah. So like her, her and Ryan are just a, like, you know, an awesome, awesome power couple. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I think, yeah, when Ryan came to me in, I think it was like August or September of last year. And he was like, I want Justin Roulette and Carissa to be a part of Half-Life entertainment officially you know i was i was like yes there's no like hesitation no argument no anything i have so much love for each one of these Mm -hmm. people um i have so much respect for each of these people their artistry is amazing it's incredible and it inspires me it motivates me and you know now i'm responsible for creating the visuals to all their audio work Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's such a phenomenal like feeling and responsibility and knowing that like so far between roulette uh, between Justin and I've made music videos for Ryan Reed as well. Like when they get it and they're just like, fuck yes, this right here, you know, like, so I, you know, I know I did something that, uh, they wanted, but they weren't expecting, you know, and a lot of times that's how it comes out. Like they, they weren't expecting for it to show right. up, look, 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 look like that, you know? And so like having they that allow kind you of to reaction, be an artist as absolutely. well as a thing. That, and especially the new just wild video, just wild star kid, Check that video out, but he let me play. Uh, he let me kind of take free reign w- w- with that one. You know, he he had some ideas where he was like, I kind of want to get shot here, shot here, shot here, and whatnot. Mm. And then I was like, All right, let's do. Or what if we did like a poker game? And he's like, A poker game. And I was like, Yeah, let's do, I, I, I'm listening to the song. I see a poker game. Let's do a fucking poker game, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's like, Yeah, let's do it. You know. And it ended up being like the most prominent part of the music video. You know. Perfect. And then and then I went in and I just kind of like I, I, my music video style is like really like 
fast it's kind of like it fits the groove of the song a lot you know so if it's a high energy song it's a high energy video right right right. got a lot of like crazy effects happening and things like that and uh you know justin was you know he he was he was gracious enough to just be like yeah dude just kind of go off do what you want to do you know and just let me play with it you know and it's like it's a learning process for me because i haven't there's a lot of shit on it the way it came out that i've never done before but i was able to do it with this one you know and and it's and that video came out so awesome i definitely think it's probably my best video to date for sure um and then the no explanation video is coming and that's just yeah we've talked about that already so well so one thing i was just thinking i was just thinking about the other like artist podcast that i've done i was like oh what did i ask them did you teach yourself all of this shit yeah oh absolutely i've never that was worth i took uh i was like mentioning that because i feel like we forget like sometimes when we teach ourselves much stuff like oh yeah Dude, and and, and you know what? I think it's so important to let people know that because like it it opens the door for people to know that like this Mm. is not impossible to do. Mm -hmm. This is like this is all self-taught, you know. I took two video classes in high school okay, for like a semester each and that's it. That, that, that's that's the extent the of my knowledge of for that. video around then too was kind of like you probably didn't learn a ton that no was... oh no i didn't i didn't learn shit a majority of the stuff i learned and majority of the things that i pick up on and get like really good at if i can't learn it by just doing it mm-hmm. youtube youtube teaches right. me everything right. dude. youtube you can learn everything on it so like you know it bothers me when people are just like man i wish i could do that i wish mm-hmm. i could do this well, fuck, why don't you? Yeah, dude, it's funny. Well, if, you, if you look you? at my episodes, like all the people that I've had so far that are starting businesses and stuff, I, I always ask them, like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, you went to school for this, right? No, no, YouTube. Everybody's just exactly dude you just why waste time money when you can you can learn it right there and then just the rest of it is just for me especially is like you know i like to learn little tips and tricks on you know things i can do with my music things i can do with my videos and whatnot and then i just go and personalize them and then just add my own little flares to them or whatnot yeah exactly like and you won't do it until like you won't be able to see what it looks like until you try it Mm -hmm. right and so like i've put out way too many terrible fucking videos to be like mm-hmm. that i i don't even want to think it like it just gives me anxiety to think of it stresses me out you know but now the stuff that i'm putting out i'm proud of and i want you to watch it and i want you, know, you to love it you, you know like you know what i hope i hope that in 10 years you think that these videos are terrible because you've gotten so much me better too. that's what i hope for you man and i feel like it's gonna happen thank you you guys just like keep improving and you keep doing it that's what i love about your whole crew obviously you especially it's like like just going full bore with these things like you're not waiting for people to give you permission you're not waiting for like uh well not always the approval even it's just like i'm gonna pick this thing up and, and i'm gonna do it I'm gonna nobody's do it gonna do it for me yeah dude it's, it's something that like i i talk about with uh when i started djing i was like man there's nowhere i can play electronic music and that's all i'm listening to that's all i want to dj i don't want to dj like hip-hop and stuff when it first started it was just uh-huh. edm 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 dubstep like all i could get i just loved it house music um and so I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to throw my own parties. Like, I don't want to play for other people's. I don't want to play what other people want me to do. And so I started throwing those renegade parties. I don't know if you guys ever went to any of those. But I actually never was invited to any of those. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were very like warehouse ravey. Like you got the address if you were like, but sometimes they get out there. We'd get like 500 yeah. people out there. Holy it was shit, insane. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. It was insane. But but it's what I did. And it's like, I didn't realize I was doing it back then, but I was kind of like, a, well, fuck, if nobody else is going to put me on, I'm going to put myself on. And that is what all of you guys have been doing since day one. And it's very inspirational. And man, thinking forward into 20 years, if you guys just keep working as hard as you always work, 
I'm excited. Um, I hope we're all still friends at that point and I could just be alongside you helping out in, in any way, like vice versa. Absolutely. Man. Like, That'd dude, it's, awesome. it's, I, I just, I, I, I'm in a very, this place in my life, I have a lot of often moments of like very outside perspective of like, mm -hmm. this is a moment in my life. Like I'm going to be, live to be however many years old. And at this moment in my life, I'm appreciating this. And it's just cool to think of like, it's likely to think that the following years, the musicians you hang out with, we're just going to keep getting better in our certain ways. We're going to keep making videos and keep trying things like comedy and trying things like writing and all these things. It's just interesting and exciting to think about the coming life for, for musicians in our area and people that we know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so we're, we're getting fairly up here in time. Yeah. Um, let's close this out with right now, exactly right now, if we all got Amber Alerts and all three of our phones and it's like, yo, you guys have three hours until for sure you're going to have to fist fight zombies at your front door. What's our move right fucking now? Like Amber Alert, it's like, this is no joke. And it's enough to where we believe it. We're like, damn, we got to we got to do something. What do we do? Help me out, bro. Keep <laughs> me alive. What do we do? Uh, fuck, man. I would probably have us uh, go and rob like a gun store. Go to Jason's. Get a bunch of, well, my Uncle Jason has a lot of guns. You got Uncle Jason in the area? Uh, I got an Uncle Jason. He's in Rainier. Rainier. He's up in Rainier. So we, All right, we, we can get there. Even, we got We time. might even get away from so the zombies. Oh, might oh be able gosh. to buy us some more time, Yo, right? this is honestly... Okay, so here's the secret of this podcast. Or do you have like sledgehammers, like rakes and things like that? We could fuck them up just like that. I mean, know? I have like a lawn... I have a leaf blower. I really like to blow the leaves. Well, you know, what if we like get like a baseball bat? Okay. And then just have right. like the get in the car. Okay. And then just two dudes on either side of the window... Just hanging this is out. so plausible, and his music video footage, bro. That's exactly, dude. That's Shit, music bro. video. Whoever right isn't there, driving, just, we always have one person in the back seat. They're writing lyrics. Whatever we're doing, it's like, hey, bro, it's your job to write the lyrics this time. Like, we're yeah. gonna go hunt zombies. Write what you're feeling, and we're like, we know we're gonna get through this artist. <laughs> How do you feel about this moment right now? <laughs> How does this yeah. zombie make you feel? Exactly, dude. Yeah. So I would. I, I feel like we could. I feel like we could. We could. Make, we could do some damage to some zombies. Like we definitely could. And if we need to, we can go to your Uncle Jason's. I'm just making these connections. That's why I have this podcast, yeah. man. I'm really just trying to make connections. Uncle Jason Because I see a zombie guy. outbreak coming up. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to, like, who's your uncle? Who's your uncle? So I have, like, he knows, dots on him, man. He knows how to make semi-automatic weapons into full automatic weapons. Like, he's he's a G. So, hey, I mean, I was, snitch on him. Um, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. I'm saying. I, I'm not saying he does. I'm no, saying he I'm knows how I'm, to. I'm picturing Bert from Tremors. You guys ever see Tremors, that movie? I actually have not. Oh man, it's it's super funny. But uh, he's just like this guy who who's held up in his. He has like a little cave down there, and you open the the thing, and he's got it all on the wall. It's yeah. guns on the wall, and it's all safe. I just know. I, I just know if anybody's ever going to be fully prepared for a zombie outbreak when it happens, it's going to be Uncle Jay. All right, Uncle Jay, that's where we're going. That's my guy. All right, bro. One more time, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, your info where they can check you out. Uh, my name is Max V Payne. You can find me on Facebook uh, at Max V, just Max V Payne, Max with two X's. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Max V Payne. Uh, you can also follow the uh, the new Coil and Pain Instagram and Facebook pages. Instagram is at Official Coil Pain. Uh, you could also find the Coil and Pain page on Facebook with that same URL. Um, other than that. You know, if you see our videos, follow us, subscribe to our YouTube pages because they're about to get crazier. They're about to get better. And there's going to be so much more of them. And, you know, we're very in depth. 
and they're they, it's enjoyable to watch like all of it like oh like this is what these guys think you know yeah. i was watching quite a few videos this morning thank you man just, like you guys thank you thank you yeah. very much thank you for having me on uh, yeah i'm really easy to find it's it's at max v pain or at official coil pain anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. uh the ep is coming out here in a few months it's uh it's incredible it's almost done uh, our new song is out right now on spotify check us out have a fun time uh i yeah i don't i don't think i have a whole lot less Perfect. to say man thank you so think, much for having me on yeah. this has been great this has been an awesome conversation yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm glad that you came Th- thank you guys for coming by um i'm always happy to to chill and then I, i'm glad that you allow me to like i was like hey man we got to talk about comedy and society so <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for yeah. thanks for jumping off that ledge with me a little bit um uh man j- just as a um outside of this podcast as a creator sort of musician whatever i am I appreciate what you're doing as a Thank comedian you. and a musician. I appreciate what you're doing too, man. This part between the podcast and your own music and everything like that. It's, it's awesome. And it's, it's motivating for me. Oh yeah. And, and this podcast itself is, you know, the episodes that I've listened to, like I said, they've, they've consistently been benefiting me in some way, you know, like I just, right. I hear things and I latch onto them and I'm like, I could, I could apply that. I could do that. Okay. I could have that as a part of my life. And so, you know, what's happening on here is amazing. It's incredible. Uh, you know, we didn't have, too much depth on like you know mental health or anything like that but mm-hmm. at least you know if, if people find some inspiration in thinking about the creative process and things like that because that's what helped me out of my darkest mm-hmm. times you know just being able to stay creative yeah. that's that's a lot of the the uh you know to, i don't want to overuse this word because it excites me but the trojan horse of a lot of what i'm doing here is like some people might not see it at first as a mental health podcast of course my demeanor and i have little tips and tricks that i throw out but uh, i think that pursuing your joy and uh, following your dreams and, and listening to your intuition and doing what you think you you need to and, and bringing people around you that that feel the same way is a lot of the way to to fight depression mm-hmm. to to and, and to learn about things and gain knowledge about your depression or about yeah. even just things that interest you rather than just learning about terrible things or, or feeling your depression being a victim of it, it it helps i think knowledge is power in so many ways essentially. it is you know i'd like one, one of the things that's really important for me is just learning how to get better how to be better and just you know even if i'm not like actively trying to be like let me not be depressed let me do things that make me not like even if i'm just working on myself as a person as a human being is you know ch- checking the way i think about things checking right. the way that i perceive things you know if i i feel that i'm working on those things and that they're getting better that in itself just pulls me out of the slump and out of that that, that dark hole just knowing that you yes, know yes. as a person i've improved in this area this area this area i still feel like shit but at least you know i look good i feel good i feel better you know (laughs) like yeah you got to take your wins and be like okay i am doing good in that exactly yeah and that's something i neglect to do a lot of the time and and so i spend a lot of time just being really down on myself and being super critical of myself and then you know there comes a point or a time where you just you're you're able to step back and look and it's like wow i've i've actually come a really long way like this is incredible you know this is amazing and you know i don't do that nearly as much as i should uh, but it helps a lot. It helps a lot yeah. to just be able to step back and be like, I've actually progressed. I've actually made forward steps. And that in itself is something right. that helps you out. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that would be my tip. <laughs> I love that, dude. Max V. Payne, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking care of yourself. So you're here and, and having these conversations with me. And, and I'm just, I'm glad I'm on your guys' team. I'm, I'm glad I'm, you know, so you know, glad that you're a part we're all a part us, of this man. together, all of these creators in our area. We're not trying to oh, do yeah. some versus thing. I, I just, I'm, I'm glad to be floating along with y'all. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, fist bump me.
Listeners, listeners, quick little uh, wedge in your life here. Before this thing progresses to another podcast, whether it's mine, whether it's anybody's, whether it's some YouTube video, any more entertainment that you're listening to, just throw a wedge in it. Take a break. Take a quick breath. Take a look around. Look at your environment is what you're doing, matching up with who you want to be ultimately. Are you working towards your, your end goals of who you want to be with this wonderful life? Take a look around. Love yourself. Have a good rest of your day.